I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24 Hour Breaking News Center is on alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Friday to you. Mark Aram here, you there. The Mark Aram Show heard every uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Except, of course, last night we had the special broadcast for Eric Erickson and Clark Howard's birthday from 5 to 7. So I gave you enough warning, though, folks. If you turned in at 10 p.m. and you heard a recording... You're not listening close enough. I give you like three weeks' notice. Um, tonight on the show, though, uh, I'm going to make you laugh, starting right out of the gate. Comedian in town from L.A. He's at the Improv this weekend. He is Brett Morin. Brett, thank you for coming in, my friend. Thank you for having me. So my crack staff um, did a lot. You know, They gave me a research book on every guest, Yeah. and I didn't get past the first page because I saw your hometown oh, yeah. of South Windsor, Connecticut. Yeah, and I am. I was born and raised in Torrington, Connecticut. Oh, really? So uh, we we had many baseball a battle with the folks out in South Windsor. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. I played baseball. At Did South you really? Uh huh. I, I was I a played, pitcher. I pl- me too. I played uh, at Marist College with a guy who went to South Windsor named Jeff Gooden. I don't know oh. if you remember. He's a lefty. He uh-huh. was about. 12 years older than you, but <laughs> he was solid. He was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I was a lefty, and I was a pitcher. Excellent. So I hate him. What what <laughs> what conference was that? Were you guys in? Do you remember? I don't remember. So we were in the NVL, the Naugatuck Valley League. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I, I forgot. Some Central Connecticut conference. Yeah, it was something like that. So yeah. so in, uh, in college, Gooden was a little bit of a drinker, and I was a little bit of a smoker. Beautiful. So we'd come in. And the coach would be like, you guys absolutely freaking reek. Start yeah. running. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he smelled like beer and I smelled like cigarettes. And so oh, nice. we were stinky and smelly. Well, I don't know if you were cigarettes or pot when you say smoking these days. Well, I mean, we cleaned it up for the Mark Aram show. But <laughs> 1991, you can imagine what we were smoking and drinking. I remember drinking and uh, playing baseball. That was one of my favorite things about it. It's like we would go on these baseball trips. I played like American Legion mm-hmm. in the summer. And then uh, the, the guys who were in college... When they came back, they were just hammered. So we'd have like an 8 a.m. game, and they would just be so ha- like the, the whole <laughs> field was hammered. Yeah, and they were terrible players when they were hammered. Like somebody would hit a fly ball, and then they're just like f- doing little like ballet moves <laughs> out there. And as a pitcher, you're getting frustrated. I was so frustrated because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't drunk at that point, but they were. So I was like, the only way they made it up to me was like, "Ram, we'll get you wasted." And nice. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I actually started back when I smoked. I started smoking because of baseball. I don't know if you were in the era of the dip. Like I was going to say dip. That was a, I tried it once and threw up. Really? So, yeah. I was a hardcore dipper. I hated smoke. Yeah. Uh, I hated smoking. When I went to college, my freshman year at school, the NCAA banned tobacco products. No more yeah. dip, no more chew. So I, I gave it up. It was no big deal. And I was at a party, um, and this girl I was trying to get with, Trisha Loria. I'll never <laughs> forget her name. From yeah, Long yeah. Island. And she's like, hey, do you want a cigarette? And I was like, oh, sure. You know, just trying to hit on her, just whatever. Yeah. What, you, you say what you got to say. Yes. And so she gave me a cigarette. And I was like, 
Oh, nicotine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was hooked. So, damn you, Trisha Loria. Way to go, are. Trisha. Yeah. Trisha. Is it Trisha? <laughs> no, Trisha. 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 I already forgot her name. <laughs> yeah, I already forgot you, Trisha. Uh, Brett Morin in town. All right, so from uh, from a, a baseball-playing Connecticut kid like myself to Comedy Gold, how did that happen? Thank you. I told him to say Comedy Gold, <laughs> listeners, by the way. That's my catchphrase. Um I don't know how that happened, to be honest with you. I lucked out just working. I mean, it's, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting to wake up a little bit, mm-hmm. and I also think that it's going to all crash and burn. So, Oh, it will. Uh, yeah. yeah, one day. And I'll go back to Connecticut, <laughs> and I'll ride. teach drama at a high school, and I'll have like a poster of Undateable behind me. But seriously, growing up in Connecticut, I don't even know, if, are there com- comedy clubs in Connecticut? No, I started in L.A. I moved to L.A. when I was 18, and I was like very adamant about knowing what I wanted to do. With the acting and the filmmaking and all, all right, that so stuff. you knew early on, and you said Connecticut's not it. I oh, gotta yeah. get to L.A. I learned very quickly. I gotta get out of Connecticut, and I have to go to L.A. So how um, was that? You know, just showing up at the the train station or bus station in L.A. and you're right. here. And I went to L.A. I went to film school out there, and then I I just fell in love with stand up somehow. Uh, still love acting, and I love uh, filmmaking and stuff. So I mean, I, I plan to do that as well in the future, but. For now, it's like I didn't plan to fall in love with stand up. That was the only thing I didn't. I didn't know I'd become addicted to this. Now I love it. How long yeah. have you been doing stand up? Almost ten years now. Wow, you're yeah. a young guy. I'm 28. Yeah. So you you started right out of the gate. Let's right do stand up in L A. Yeah. And that's like uh, I would imagine L A. New York. I mean, it, you've got a thousand and one stand up. Oh yeah. Like now, now it's great. I have a, a home in uh, L.A., mm-hmm. the Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory, the Improv. They're all so good to me. I'm lucky enough to be on the best shows, at the best times, on the best weeks. And, uh, I mean, but I spent years not playing anywhere, playing bowling alleys and hostels and terrible places. Yeah. And <laughs> comedy. Yeah, just, oh, that's the best, too, to play a bunch uh. of people who don't even speak your language. <laughs> so you're bombing on two levels. You got to cut, well, you got to cut your teeth somewhere. And it's worked. <laughs> so you turned... Uh, the stand-up career into an acting career, or is, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked up everybody, all the people I was influenced by in, in college, and I realized they all started with stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? That's how I think my end's gonna be. And uh, I mean, everything I've wanted from stand-up, I've gotten so far. So it kind of is. I just always figured by the time I get a TV show, I'd stop stand-up. Like that was the thing I could say in a like interview. Oh yeah, I used to do it, but now it's like, no, I love it. It's awesome. It's addictive. Yeah. I and, and I saw, um, I, I mean, I obviously have comics on the show all the time, and some of the, the, the greatest ones I've had in here, um, like a Richard Lewis or oh, yeah. a George Wall. I mean, these are old guys oh, yeah. with money, and I'm like, why are you still doing stand-up? Yeah. And they're like, I would do it for free. Like, yeah. they absolutely are addicted to it. Yeah, you become addicted. I love it. It's the best. What what pays better, stand-up or the acting? Right now, the acting. Yeah. So oh, tell yeah. the folks where, where they can see you, where you Atlanta been. Improv. You need to come. Make sure you hit it. Two shows tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, you have to be there. Why? I'll tell you why. <laughs> One, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Two, good looking, depending on my outfit. Three, Jason Collings is opening for me. He's a buddy. He does well in Atlanta. He's also a headliner because I don't bring people who are bad <laughs> that open for me. I bring crushers that make it hard for me, and then I regret it later. That's tough. Also, my buddy Tone Bell, a local Atlanta guy who also stars on television, and you might know him from NBC. He's in town, and he's going to guest spot. So you're getting TV stars. You're getting stand-up royalty. The Atlanta <laughs> Hawks might come out. Comedy Falcons gold. might come out. Russell Crowe might be there. Uh <laughs> I mean, I heard a rumor that he might be there. He's in town. He's a big fan. Tom Cruise is shooting a movie right now in Atlanta. He might be coming. I've talked to him. 
Okay, I didn't talk to Tom. I don't know Tom Cruise, but he Are you might a be there. Now, now that you I will LA. be if Tom Cruise comes to the Atlanta Improv. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, uh, he's Brent Morin. It's uh, he's at the Improv tomorrow. Two shows. Go to theatlantaimprov.com for tickets. Um, but, but where can people see you? Like you, your acting career. What have you done, and when? Where can people see you? Currently? Well, Undateable. Undateable is an NBC sitcom. We're about to do our third season, and we finally have crawled our way up to fall schedule, people. So October 9th we air, and here's the kicker: it's all live this season. We're doing all live episodes. What? Yeah, first uh, live sitcom since I think The Rock. Remember that in the 80s I or do. something? There was a show like that. I think. I mean, this is, is I've that, never heard of it, but that's what people tell me. That's nerve wracking, man. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's gonna be a train wreck. You guys are gonna have to watch it. I mean, it literally. It's such a ridiculous concept for us. We did one live hour episode this season, mm -hmm. and it did really well, and it was uh, it was so fun to do. But, I mean, I messed up more than once. We messed up a lot, and we improvise a lot. So I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> did, did NBC just say this is going to happen, did they, or did they consult you? or? Yeah, I, I had a feeling. I said to my, my co-star, uh, they were so happy after the live episode. I said, if we get picked up, I guarantee we're all live. I, everybody it. on the cast was thinking it. And then they're like, guess what, guys? You're picked up. You're fall. And you're all live. And we're like, oh my God. You, you might be too young to remember the movie Tootsie. Oh, I love Tootsie. All right, so you remember yeah. that they had to do the one episode of the soap opera live, and the yeah. old guy lost his mind. He's like, yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine, like, millions of people, you're doing a live millions show. Millions of people. I just can't swear. If I swear, it's like $7 million. A swear word is what I was told. Wow. <clears throat> so I'm trying not to swear, uh, but I will mess up. You will see that. So enjoy it. I think people want to see a train wreck. Come on, people. Yeah. You're going to love it. Now Undateable. They've, they've changed the, the swear etiquette on the FCC because I hear Conan O'Brien yeah. swearing all the time now on a show. Is that just because... I think maybe because it's TBS. Because it's Tonight Show, NBC. I worked for Conan and I worked for uh, The Tonight Show with Conan. Okay. And uh, the difference was when The Tonight Show, during rehearsal, there'd be 15 suits in the audience for the rehearsal, just watching, observing, and nitpicking words and bits and really? oh you can't say this, this they're a sponsor you can't do this yeah it was kind of a nightmare and then at tbs conan nobody was there let him do what he wants yeah and you can get away with more so but i'm on a network and i'm on nbc yeah. so i can't swear to, yeah and absolutely. i'm sure they'll probably since it's live i'll get little lectures about don't sing this don't do that because my character sings in the show a lot and they have to like pay for that yeah you know if i sing like journey or something <laughs> it's crazy so if you improv a u2 song they yeah have to pay royalties oh that. yeah that's the other thing too i i've said now that we're live that's a dangerous thing to give a bunch of comedians is to make us live like if i get mad at a cast member i could just be like well bursky's dead and just say that <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> and they got a yes and yeah you got a yes and me uh, and i'll be like it just killed off one of my friends on the show <laughs> That's I'm totally I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you I never saw Undateable the first yeah. two seasons but uh -huh. I am definitely watching this fall that's awesome that's I know I'm excited and, and also to be honest with you I think it's a smart move on NBC's part because they, we're not in the era anymore where like multicam sitcoms are are sexy or popular anymore and we need something I think yeah. and, and it's something fascinating about let's take a group of comedians who improvise who are wildly unprofessional and <laughs> put them live on a network show that's yeah yeah I mean and we're all friends too so it, you can tell that we the chemistry is immediate and like if one of us plays the other one follows and it's and I think it's a smart move for our show it's so it's weird so how much television entertainment in the last just 15 years has changed. It's like, changing. There's so many ways that people are, are spending their time. Yeah. That, you know, you put a, back in the day, a poor 
sitcom on NBC would only get like 12 million viewers. Yeah, I know. Like, You're out of here. Yeah, I know. It's but, crazy. Yeah, it's, but everything is, there's so many options now for entertainment. So many options. And social media is a big thing now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why our show stays alive because as a comedian, you have to be very friend, social media friendly and have a good yeah. idea of it. So when we did the live hour, not only were we live tweeting during the show, we would like, you could watch the show and then go to our Twitter and we would write something at the same time. Like in the show, I said like, I improvise. In fact, I'm gonna live tweet about it and left the scene. And then I had a tweet go out from my name being whatever I was saying in the show. That's amazing. And and like Chris D'Elia on the show, he was taking pictures from his point of view and, and posting them on the show while we're filming the show, while you're watching the show, you can go look that's, at that. That's it was crazy, impressive. crazy weird stuff that we were doing. And I, a lot of that, I think, is being incorporated this year, too. It's going to be, that's gonna be a lot of work. Speaking of social media, where can the folks find you and follow you? Uh, and stuff? Brent Morin, B-R-E-N-T-M-O-R-I-N. That's for everything. Twitter, Instagram. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Those are the number twos and ones. Yeah, I've stopped that. Only those. person ever to start with a two and then work his way back to one, if anybody heard that. <laughs> the old twos and ones, not the old ones and twos. The old twos and ones. <laughs> uh, hang out for another segment? Yeah. All right, Brett Morin at the uh, Atlanta Improv this weekend. Two shows tomorrow, Saturday night, theatlantaimprov.com for tickets. Uh, the second funniest guy in Connecticut joining us on the program right now. Uh, this is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Not to uh, burst your bubble, Brent Morin, but uh, I've got a guy from the Georgia State Patrol coming up next to talk about oh, wrong, he's wrong way drivers. So I mean, what is it? Wrong, wrong way drivers. Oh, wrong way drivers. Like people getting on the roads the wrong way. Oh boy. Yeah, it's it's become a big problem here. Is that, really? Yeah. How? How about driving in LA? I heard that's a nightmare. It is. It's mainly because of the traffic, but it's actually kind of easy to get around. It's not that bad. I actually find Connecticut was a little harder because the roads are more narrow. Yeah, you know, you ever but like? I think that's a good thing. It is. It's a good thing, but also like when it's late at night and you just take a, a left turn and all of a sudden there's no street lights <laughs> and the roads are half finished <laughs> and then there's a random deer. You know, like then it's a little scary yeah. and where because you don't want to crash there in L.A. You crash and there's just cities everywhere. You could just like help. No, like, uh. <laughs> there's cities. Uh, L.A. There are cities everywhere. L.A. There's cities. Everywhere. Where, do, where do you live in LA? Uh, I live in Studio City. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I've heard of it. I don't, I'm yeah, not... I'm a Valley kid. I live oh, in the Valley, nice. so it's so hot, but it's not humid, so it's just dry heat. This All humidity, right. I miss. So really, I'm well. No, I lied. All right, good. I don't miss it. So you said you worked for Conan. Is that <laughs> yeah. the biggest, the biggest star you've worked with? What talk to yeah. me about? <clears throat> well, I worked there, and I was, uh, I, I met uh, pretty much every famous person you could know. So I. I was always constantly surrounded by it. It becomes like second nature after a few sure. years. Like, hi, Tom. And it's like Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know? Like, anyway, so I have to go do this. Was there, was there one that you were just like, holy smokes, I just met this person? Don Rickles was one of those. Shut uh, up, really? Yeah, I met That's him. Cool. Bob Newhart, I met him. Uh, who else? There's somebody else that I was like, oh, my God. Well, Vince Vaughn. I didn't realize how much of a... Uh, he's the number one guy I want to work with. And uh, I didn't really process how much I liked him until I didn't know he was going to come on. Like, uh, they were like, oh, by the way, uh, Vince is going to do a pre-tape for something. And I was like, Vaughn? And I like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Man and, crush? And they were like, what's wrong with you right now? Because like, I've never liked that. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know I felt this way about Vince Vaughn. I, I want I want to talk about it. Can you hang out one more minute? Yeah. All right. Sure. You got, you got TV to go to? No, no. All right. Brett Morn in studio. Follow him on Twitter, at Brett Morn. He's on NBC's This 
uh, fall live sitcom, Undateable. He's at Atlanta Improv this weekend. We're going to talk about his man crush, Vince Vaughn, coming up next after news, weather, and traffic. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all of Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Guests of the Mark Aram Show dine at the Atlanta Aquarium. Famous for their fish fillet sandwiches. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram with you every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Go along with my uh, guest tonight, Brent Morin. A, he's a Connecticut kid, so I'm mm-hmm. going to show him love. B, uh, he's funny as hell. And C, we just found before news, weather, and traffic that he has a man crush on Vince Vaughn. <laughs> so y- you really, you're, you were excited to... I didn't know I would be that excited. I, that, that was the weird thing. It's, you would you know beforehand, like athletes always get me starstruck. Mm-hmm. Like when they come on the show, that's when I'm like, oh, dude, like Derek Rose is on or Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. you know, or Blake Griffin. Uh, but I guess just basketball players, by the way, I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Vince, I was just like... Well, I mean, how do I look? Do I look good? And I'm like, why are you bothered? <laughs> I was like, I just want to get caught in a rant with Vince. You, that's what you want to do. You want to get like, yeah. listen, baby, you, look, look what you need. You need to figure out your life. You're gonna have a good time. You're gonna, you know, you want to get in one of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. speed talking races with him. So he came on and he was in the green room and I walked up to, up uh, up to him and I was like, uh, Vinny. <laughs> don't know why I said Vinny. And he was like, huh? And that was the... And I said, uh, I'm just, you know. And he was like, huh? And I was like, oh, boy. And I had to walk away. And all the guys that work at Conan are like New Yorkers. They're yeah. from New York. They're transplants to L.A. And when you're in New York or the East Coast, you're used to, like, breaking, you know, balls. and yeah. like being Boston like chop. Yeah. And so they're just laughing at me. Can't, and that's the worst. You don't want camera guys making fun of you because they're not funny enough to to make fun of you. Understood. It's just mean. Yeah. You know, like like you ever meet somebody who like tries to make a joke but they're not funny. It just goes right to hurting the hell out of you. Yeah. Like that's what they would do with guests too. Like they'd be like, "Hey, say something funny, you idiot." Just kidding. You get it. That's like, dude. Like that's. Like, when stand-ups would come on, they'd have to, like, do a test of their joke for the mic, and they'd be like, boring, good luck, dude. And it's like all these scared comics, and they was like, what, he's funny. It's like, oh, (laughs) dude, it's not funny. You just ruined this person's confidence. comedy to the experts. So the whole time, they're like, hey, Vinny. I'm like, oh, God. Called him Vinny. So so that was it. You just tucked tail and ran. It's like Vinny. I I don't know what it is. One night, I went out, and I'll make this short. I went out with, uh, I ended up going out with Steve Nash. The basketball uh, player. Yeah, and a couple... Uh, team USA soccer players and it was just the four of us and we got 
wasted together. And they went to my stand-up show, which was nice, except they got like they started becoming jocks the more oh, they drank, no. which was like so they're all like yeah, and like, <laughs> and they started heckling like they started heckling Judd Apatow, and I was up what? after yeah, and I was up after Judd. Now Judd Apatow, if you don't know, is a very successful filmmaker Amazing. and producer yeah. in comedy. AKA would kill to work with him, basically. Yeah. So not only are they heckling, but they're yelling my name out to Judd, <laughs> going, bring up Brent Morin, you know? And so he has to look up and be like, is that Steve Nash heckling? <laughs> so then I had to go tell Steve Nash, hey, Steve Nash, big fan, just don't heckle anybody, you know? And I had to tell them to s- stop. And, uh, but as the night progressed, I started calling N- Steve Nash Nashy. Yeah. And I go, Nashy. <laughs> I didn't realize I was On doing it. We were dr- no, like, we were hanging out because we started nasty. boozing really hard after the, <laughs> after the show, too. Also, never tried harder to do well on stage in my life. I've yeah. invited beautiful women to shows that are wildly out of my league. Never been more nervous or tried harder than and to impress Steve, Steve Nash. And then I kept calling him Nashy and didn't know it until he goes, hey man, can you stop calling me Nashy? Really? <laughs> Something about the E's, I, Stevie's, Danny's, Vinny's. Listen, the fact that Judd Apatow was getting heckled by Steve Nash, <laughs> and it's connected to your name. Like that's a great way to get discovered by Judd Apatow. I, I know. Imagine. Well, I, I knew Judd a little bit. Like we shake hands and yeah. stuff, but he must be thinking like, man, Brent's got some freaking. <laughs> I mean, cool friends, to, but he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the key. He has to know that's Steve Nash. He had to know. If I, not, if he's yeah. like, oh, it's some ugly Canadian guy. Yeah, I'd be like, sorry, work. Steve Nash heckled you. Is what I want. I should have just said to him instead. No, I was back scared. to Vince Vaughn. So I met him maybe two years ago. He was filming. The internship here in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to go on the set. Um, a friend of mine is related to Asif Manvi, and he was in the movie, so he came in. And I was just like, I'm, I was kind of starstruck. Like, yeah. Vince Vaughn, swingers, forget it. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. I didn't introduce him. And he, he was like weirded out, I think, that I wasn't saying anything. Like, he was talking with <laughs> Asif and my friend about and I was just standing there. So he introduces himself to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm Vince. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, Vinny! And I threw it at him. <laughs> but it was... Well, yeah. you were smart because you didn't say anything. You didn't walk up to him like like you were a billionaire. I just couldn't sound more like a Texas oil man. <laughs> like Vinny, hey, yo Vincenzo, yeah, get get, get in the get in the jet. Let's get out of here. That's also, awesome. that was a New York accent, so I should have said New York man. I don't know why I said Texas man, and I'm going right to Italians. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Brent Morin in studio on Twitter at Brent Morin, Instagram Brent Morin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at the Improv tomorrow. Two shows. Got to go see him. Uh, TheAtlantaImprov.com. Back to L.A. Um, it's a different lifestyle in L.A. We oh, talked yeah. about this a little bit, um, and especially being a, on a, a big TV show now, your dietary uh, restrictions, <laughs> we'll talk about that for a second. Well, it's, you start becoming body conscious when you move to L.A. It's, it's a thing in L.A. and certain parts of New York, I would say, where people care about what they eat, and I've never heard men go, oh, no, 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 I had too many carbs. I've never heard that until <laughs> I moved to L.A. And then once I ended up on TV, <clears throat> I, started, I started thinking about it, like, but but I'm not good at it, mm-hmm. you know. I think I'm doing something, but like I realize I'm not. Like I cut out brown liquor because it was puffing my face up. But I just replaced it with Is vodka. That true, it does, yeah. It's the sugar in it. Listen to me. The sugar <laughs> in it. <clears throat> I've I've changed. Kale is great. No. Uh, <laughs> the sugar in it puffs you up or something. It's like it ages you the most. And, That's all I and drink. Beer. Is, is yeah, brown I know. Liquor. I love and it's and I. Ch- here's That's what why I do. I'm puffy. Boom. But, you're not puffy. You got good skin. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Listen to me, I, you need me. Uh, but I saw so I but I just replaced it with vodka and tequila. It wasn't like I stopped drinking. And then what happens is if I have enough vodkas or tequilas, I just go and get a whiskey after that. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah. I'm not helping myself. And then eating wise, I'll be like, 
oh, I'll get a salad. And they're like, oh, good for you, good for you. <laughs> and then, but three hours later, I'll get a whole pizza. Because I'm like, dude, I, all I had was a salad. I yeah. need a pizza. And then I'll be like, but it's okay. I won't eat after 9 p.m. And then people are like, what What does that do? I go, I don't know. That's the rule. It's my rule. My, if I don't eat after 9, I can have anything before that. And then my brother, who's a doctor, was like, no. <laughs> he goes, that, you are, these aren't diets, what you're doing. Because then I sit there and I'll watch like a Chris Hemsworth play Thor. And I'm like, dude, how do you get a good body like that? <laughs> my brother's like, I don't know. Maybe don't eat a whole pizza and drink vodka Calzone every day. at midnight. Yeah. Well, that, but I understand that for you because you're an actor, you're on TV, yeah. you're a performer. You want to look, I mean, it helps to look good. Yeah, and, you got to, you got to. But I got buddies in LA that are, a, he's a lawyer, one oh, guy's yeah. a stockbroker, whatever the hell he does, and they're the same way. Oh, yeah. They all drink vodka now, they all eat healthy. So I think it's, it's you know, I think you have a legitimate excuse. Well, LA, I'm telling you, it's example, the day before I flew into Atlanta, I went to uh, the Hollywood Bowl, and I've never been there to see Ed Sheeran. He's a buddy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and I go to get something that, first off, I wanted a hard liquor. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. I'm, I've never been to a concert place where they that don't hard have liquor. hard liquor. Mm-hmm. And then I was like craving like a hot dog or something. Didn't have that. What they had was a little market where you could get sushi. Oh my! Which God. is how do you eat sushi at a at a you know an amphitheater? <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna with those chopsticks on the grass? What are you doing over there? But they had sushi and like grilled chicken, and for drinks they had wine, or you could get sake. I don't understand that. What? And yeah, it was crazy. So I'm sitting there drinking sake. And eating sushi <laughs> at a concert. Yeah, like a rich Hong Kong billionaire. I was like, all I wanted was like a, a hard liquor and like fatty foods. Because that's the other thing too. Do you ever use like a place as an excuse to eat or Absolutely. drink terrible? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm at a sporting event. I could have eight hot dogs exactly. and an ice cream helmet. You know, like, <laughs> but in reality, it's like, no, man. It's like when you go to an Italian restaurant and you just keep eating bread. It's like, you would never sit at home and just eat five loaves of bread. But you go to a restaurant, you're like, can we get more bread? You're yeah. always asking for more, too. Do you guys have bread? Yeah, it'll be right out. What's the, why is the bread taking so long? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Why, why are you eating someone? Then you wonder why you're full, but you'll eat the whole thing. Yeah. That's why we're all fat. No, I mean, restaurant. All right, well, here, promise me this. While you're yeah. in Atlanta, Atlanta is a really good food town. It really is. I want to know where to go. Um, I want you to freaking carb up, man. I want you to have brown liquor. I want you to that's have the thing. biscuits. I will because that's my, it's my excuse. I go, I'm on the road. Exactly. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's where my excuse, yesterday, oh my God, me and, our, me and the guy opening for me, not only did we eat like way too much, but it was like we were on the most beautiful fat date ever because <laughs> we both ordered so much food and then we ordered every dessert and we just had them laid out, and we had our little spoons, and we're just eating, and we're eating off each other's plates. Yeah. And st- it was like, it was, like, nice it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. He had a double cheeseburger with mac and cheese <laughs> and, and three desserts, and says to me, because he lives in LA too, and he's body conscious, and he goes, it's okay, it's all right. Well, that's it for tonight. We're not eating tonight. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. We can't eat anymore tonight. But it's like we just had 5,000 calories at like 6 p.m. LA's it's like, freaking <laughs> evil, man. Yeah. It's evil. But my buddy, who I literally, he's, uh, I don't know, a stockbroker, and he's the same oh, yeah. way. Everybody it's, is. But he uses the excuse, like we're in Vegas. He's like, oh, we're in Vegas. You yep. know, He won't eat a carb in California. Oh, yeah. But in Vegas, he's eating um, In-N-Out burgers like they're nobody's oh, yeah. business. So yeah, I know. That's I think that's common. I think dudes do that. You know, I'm on the road. I'm at the ballpark. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, trust me, I'm gonna be f- I'm the really Bowl. fat by the time I'm done with this tour. <laughs> I want you, I want you to eat a lot here in Atlanta because it really. What's the deal at the Atlanta Improv? Do you, they eat for free? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Carte blanche, like whatever I eat you want. and drink what I want. I feel, right, like, here, I feel right. like Sinatra. So you go to the 
the Atlanta Improv for, before your show, and you want a sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's served on a long roll, ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato, what do you call that? Ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato, the Brent Morin? <laughs> <laughs> the actual sandwich. Uh, I don't know. This is a Connecticut question. What do we call those sandwiches in Connecticut? I don't know. Grinders. Oh, grinders, yeah. Yes. I, it didn't have to be ham and cheese. I don't know, but you threw me with the ham and cheese. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, meatball grinder. That's yeah. what I would always get. Absolutely. That was my number one. A little inside Connecticut knowledge there, folks. Uh, oh, I never really thought about that. People don't call them grinders. Nowhere but in Connecticut. In the set, that's a wow. sub sandwich, hero, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in Connecticut, Why do you call them grinders? grinders? What's wrong with Connecticut? What, what does that mean? We didn't. I would love to defend my, my place where I grew up, but really, what were you guys thinking? I have yeah. no idea what a grinder is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I wanted, when I went to school in New York, and I said, oh, I'm going to get a grinder. And my buddies from New York were like, what the hell's a grinder? Yeah. And it's like, you were like, dude, you guys don't know. But in reality, no, they have a point. What the <laughs> exactly. hell is a grinder? Is I have no grinder? idea what a grinder is. All right, hang out. Two more seconds. On Twitter, at Brett Morin. Uh, you, obviously, you're going to go see him now. He's at the Atlanta Improv, theatlantaimprov.com. Stick around. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show on this Friday Eve. Hope you had a great week and a great weekend planned ahead. Kicking your weekend off right with Brent Morin in studio. Uh, he's at the Atlanta Improv this weekend, theatlantaimprov.com for tickets. All right, uh, your burgeoning career, your blossoming career. Just to recap, you're at the Improv this week and yeah. NBC Undateable <clears throat> oh, yeah. this fall. Tell us about that again real quick. Live, undateable, which means that if I mess up, you'll see it. Because we can't really, retake it. I'm really excited about this. I'm amped for it, too. Yeah, to be honest, some of the actors on the show were a little more nervous than comedians. Comedians are used to failing yeah. and falling on our face. So, like, <laughs> actually, in the live hour, everybody was like, oh, well, Brent, you're going to mess up. Because I probably break the most. Uh, and what happened was, because you do get that nerve, you get that energy, because you're, like, you're looking out and you're like, oh, man. Also, we're idiots, because... When we were doing the live one, we were like, yeah, cool, sounds great, can't wait. And then because it's live, they have all these big trucks and there's more equipment. And so my us idiot comedians are like, why do you have all these wires? What's going on? Like, because we got to broadcast <laughs> this, you moron. We're not just it. Not yeah. just to America, but it's like playing in other countries. Sick. And I was like, whoa. But then we were doing rehearsal. And I got nervous because of this. We had a stage manager. Because when you do a live thing, you have a stage manager mm-hmm. who counts down for you. That freaked me out. Because he had such he, a professional voice. He was such a good, like, professional worker. And we're just not that. And he just goes, okay, now we're, we're counting down in five, four, <laughs> three, two. And I was like... And it was rehearsal, that so I just go, up. all right, you're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> like, I, I didn't start the scene. I was, everybody was laughing. I go, is that how, Bill, is that how he's going to do it? That's how you're going to do it? I was like, that's terrifying. I can't have that on live television. I was like, I'm not like, I'm not declaring war you on want CNN Andy Dick here. doing it? I was like, mean, they were like, well, what did you it? expect, Brent? I go, but that's freaking me out. Like, he just made it seem so real. Like, they're like, yeah, you idiot, it is real. What does that even mean? I go, I don't know. So then we get to the show, and everybody's like, oh, I wonder who's going to mess up first and i'm like in it and i'm not messing up and then the girl on our show this bianca plays a sister i could see she doesn't mess up but she i could see her kind of me- she kind of messed up yeah. 
And if you could see me, I start smiling because I'm evil. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, she's messing up. And I was like, I can't wait to make fun of her because I was like, oh, she broke first. Yeah. She messed it up first. But then literally the next line later, I go, well, you know what, Danny? And I was supposed to say something like, and that's coming from a guy with eyes so blue, he makes the sky jealous. And what I said was, and that's coming from a guy with eyes the blue that turned the sky up a little bit there. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and I go, and I know you don't know what that means, but what that means is that my eyes are gorgeous. Like I had to <laughs> recover, but I was like, damn it. And you lost your opportunity. Because then I actually mess. Yeah. And then Chris is looking at me the same way I was looking at Bianca. He starts grinning at me because he's like, I'm going to make fun of you because you messed up. All right. We got to run. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for spending extra time. Yeah, here. man. On Twitter, at Brett Moore and Instagram, Brett Moore. And check it out. Undateable this fall on NBC. I'm like a, a proud older brother right now. Yes. Um, and he's at the Improv this weekend. Uh, Atlanta, TheAtlantaImprov.com. Rising star. Catch him. Brett Moore. Thanks, brother. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.